Well, welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walter Show. God bless you today. I've got a packed program, as you can likely imagine. We've got so much to cover, and I am going to start with where you would expect me to start, I think, and that is with the IRS, or not the IRS. Maybe it doesn't make any difference anymore. It'll soon be the IRS with 87,000 new agents. Uh, Where... Does scripture does scripture apply at all to what went on in Mar-a-Lago? The raid on Trump's home. The fact of the matter is, it absolutely does, and you should not be surprised uh, because, as I said, uh, past his prologue. If you want to see what's coming, read the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament tells you about the tribulation days. And what we're going to be going through. And I'm going to just throw this out here right now. We are now, as of today or tomorrow, will be live available, if you will, of accessible. That's not the word um, live, but accessible. First of all, on Amazon.com, which is not my publisher of choice, but the Rapture Revisited, finally, a lawyer takes a look at end-time events is going to be available either by the end of today, which is the 12th, or by the 13th on Amazon.com, soon to follow on BarnesandNoble.com and some other publishers online, which we are getting them loaded up there as quickly as we can. The book has a redesigned cover, which I think you will love. comes from an inspiration that God gave me as to... How to be armed. I think I have the only uh, Bible holster in the entire world. That's what people have said. And it came to me while I was preaching in the Midwest to have a very finely tooled Bible holster made. And this cover shows the Bible holster, the Bible in it, and uh, my hand's getting ready to do a quick draw on that Bible. That's what we're going to need in the end times. I love the cover. We've made a few changes. Those of you who already have the book, the only meaningful difference is the cover. There are a few very, very minor changes inside of it, but it will be available on others as well. I'm just going to let you say know that and say that Amazon is not my first choice. And I'm going to, if I can get to it, I'm going to cover a story later today that will shock you about Amazon. My challenge here is that while I do not like the company, I know that there are a lot of people that this is the company that they do business with when they're ordering everything, and especially books. So I've had to yield to that, even though uh, the book's going to be twelve ninety five. I think the ministry gets, um, I don't know, about 3 bucks a book out of that. That's how much the ministry gets out of a $13 purchase. The rest of it goes to Amazon. That's right, 10 bucks out of 13 goes to them. But I've had to overlook that because I so badly want to get this book out and make it available. If there's any way I can buy something other than from Amazon, I I do avoid them. 
If there's a few cents or a few bucks difference, I'll go to Costco.com or Walmart.com if I if it's an online order. And I bought recently books uh, from uh, BarnesandNoble.com, which we will be up on shortly. But there are a lot of people who just go to Amazon, and I do not want to limit the reach of this book because I'm not on that uh, source of availability. Okay? Enough for that advertisement. Uh, we got a lot to cover, and, and I'm already taking up four minutes here. But you know that this is important. You know how I feel about the end times. And this is going to be a way by which I hope a lot of people will be able to get the book and access it and get the information from it. And we will continue to expand our vehicles of distribution as we have the time and resources to do. And I thank all of the supporters for the Robin Walter Show and the Red Sky Radio. Uh, I, I, I would so appreciate you because we run on a tight budget. Every dime we get goes into production. I've never taken a dime from this ministry in 17 years, not 10 cents. Even lick my own stamps, buy my own stamps. And it's not even tax deductible. Well, it's what it's called is ministry. Woe unto me if I don't do this. So let's get moving here on to the raid at... One of the things that's becoming quite obvious is that Joe Biden and the leftist lemmings underneath him, the one who's pulling his strings, his marionette operator, uh, is going to make Barack Obama look like a choir boy. Now, because past his prologue, what uh, what Biden is doing is not unheard of, and it's simply an extension and expansion of what Barack Hussein Obama did in recent past. First of all, uh, he used the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms to distribute weapons to Mexican drug cartels, the Fast and Furious campaign, which Eric Holder lied through every orifice of his body about, all designed to try to fake-prove the fact that American guns and gun manufacturers were part of the violence in Mexico, the drug cartels, which was leaking over and spilling over into U.S. borders, all in an attempt to sack the NRA, the Second Amendment, gun manufacturers and ammo manufacturers, and bring them into a measure of false responsibility. In other words, B.O. targeted the Second Amendment and gun manufacturers through the spurious campaign known as Fast and Furious. But it didn't stop with targeting private and quasi-public organizations such as um, the NRA. No, we moved on to the weaponization of the IRS against conservative organizations which were trying to get tax-exempt status, which they harassed them, they harangued them, all the while left-wing hack organizations that were obviously political, clearly political, got their tax-exempt status without any questions asked. But they were So he weaponized the IRS against conservative organizations and, to some extent, a few conservative notable people. But nothing like what's going to happen with 87,000 new IRS agents. But... The dots connect 
by getting bigger and bigger with the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. This is using the FBI to, to weaponize the FBI against a private citizen, a former president. And I want to tell you that what this speaks of, there are two particularly identifying characteristics of a banana republic, of which, with this raid, we now have fully become. Well, fully become pending the 2022 elections, but not for the reason you think. The first identifiable characteristic of a banana republic is that elections are stolen and elections are rigged. Every single place. I don't care whether it's Venezuela, Cuba, you just go any any place that has phony baloney elections all to look like they're having a democratic operation and process. They're phony. They're fake. It's the old lipstick on a pig. It's still a, it is a corrupt system and the corruption of the federal government, be it DHS, DOJ, FBI, and IRS, and expanded and soon to be in the IRS, is, in my opinion, beyond description. We This is the first indicator of a banana republic is that elections are stolen like they were in 2020. The other side of the banana republic equation is this. If you have stolen something, you now want to hang on to what you've stolen, do you not? It's one thing for a thief to use various tools and implements to break into a house, sort of like they did in Mar-a-Lago, but to break into a house to steal, and then part two of that plan is what must be done to protect that which they have stolen from being returned to its rightful owner. How do you do that at the governmental level? When you steal an election, you weaponize all sorts of federal agencies to persecute, prosecute, attack, intimidate, and go after all political opponents so that you can retain the poison fruit of your banana republic system so that you can retain the stolen goods and retain it in a way that nobody, the rightful owner, could never again possess that. That is what happened in Mar-a-Lago, is the beginning of phase two of the Banana Republic. It will be confirmed if all of this works and the 2022 elections do not result in a massive overthrow of the Democrats. Then we're done. I tend to think that we're done anyway. But the fact is, is there a biblical basis for what I'm saying? Is there a biblical paradigm that would tell us from the past what is happening, has happened in recent past, and most importantly, what's happening right now and this last week? And the answer is absolutely yes. From the book of 1 Samuel, we read about a king by the name of Saul. Saul was not God's choice, certainly not based on a matter of righteousness any more than Obama or 
Biden could be chosen on a basis of righteousness. They're distinctly anti-Christ in the sense of they are lawless and they want control and they want absolute control. Why? To keep the goods that they stole. It's pretty simple. Saul, at the time that he, in essence, forfeited the kingdom because he had sinned and sinned grievously, he no longer deserved nor was the rightful king. Samuel even told him, hey, you know, it's departed. And guess what happened? It was given to David. So David became the rightful king at a time when the unlawful king sat on the throne, Saul. Saul wouldn't give it up. Saul knew that David, who was not the who was not on the throne, was in fact the lawful and rightful ruler. Just like Joe Biden knows Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Now, what do you do if you're Saul and you don't want to turn it over to David? Guess what? You weaponize everything at your disposal, which Saul did. He had snitches. He had people who were informing him of where David was. The espionage, the surveillance team of Saul, if you will, the data collection and gathering team. And then you had his various agencies, whatever they were, but most notably his troops, which were out to kill David and to destroy him. And I'm going to just tell you, and I'm certainly not alone, not the first to say this, if this whole raid on Mar-a-Lago does not blow up in the enemy's face, if it doesn't blow up and, and cause the Democrats to cause a major wipeout with a skull fracture after the board uh, hits them in the back of the head, not only is the Banana Republic thing complete, but they will actually have they actually will undertake the thing that Saul took, and that is to have David executed. You see, David was what like Trump essentially driven out of office with a fraudulent election. He goes to his house, but but Saul doesn't doesn't just let David be. He harangues him. He harasses him. He pursues him until he has to go into exile in Gaza. And, and, and only when Saul is finally killed in what can only be a God-ordained event, because David said, I'm not going to take him out. And I have to tell you that I think that Donald Trump, to his credit, has exercised incredible restraint here in what he says and what he does, as has Ron DeSantis. I would have had a different response. I would have gone off in the flesh, and I don't have a problem sharing what I would have done. But Trump is exercising great restraint here because, as I've said, that if he's going to return to power, he has to do what Nebuchadnezzar did, who was very much uh, full of himself, and Trump can be. No question about it. He's narcissistic. God took Nebuchadnezzar out, and when Nebuchadnezzar humbled himself, God restored him. If Trump humbles himself, he'll be restored. And maybe 
This is an event that is scary enough and, and humbling enough that, first of all, it actually does convince Trump he has to run again. But number two, it will give him uh, a sense of what must be done if he should win. And number three, how he must go about winning. How? And it's going to change his tactics some. I, it, if, he's, if he's running, it's going to change his tactics if he's running. And he has had to swallow a bit of humility here. This is just how bad the deep state is. And as I've said before, there's only one way to get rid of the deep state, or at least to rein them in and control them. The only thing that Democrats ever understand, and that is one grand and multiple spankings to their derriere financially. You have to go in and you have to cut the budget for the FBI, for the Secret Service. 87,000 new agents hired. Eh, Sorry, your budget's been cut in half. You decide who you want to lay off. Maybe Homeland Security. Certainly the FBI, DOJ. Just start hacking and slashing away at these federal agencies, which are simply the goons becoming the goon squad of the Democrat banana republic formerly known as the United States of America. And this is all laid out in Scripture. The paradigm is set. This is what Saul did to David, his political opponent. He weaponized every aspect that he had. Now, he didn't have a DHS, but whatever. He had his information gatherers. He had his military, and they were all after David. David exercises restraint when he could have taken care of Saul in the cave. But he said, I, I, God put him there or allowed him to be there. God can take him out. I'm not going to touch God's anointed. And trust me, Saul, even in his disobedience, was a thousand percent more righteous than Biden and Obama. And he screwed up because he was full of pride and he wanted the power. But the things that he implemented were not necessarily unrighteous, like Obama and more to the point Biden. He wasn't fully set on evil. He just disobeyed God, and he lost the privilege. But the paradigm is set. He no longer legally occupied the throne any more than Joe Biden is legally president. And guess what? If we were to raid Barack Obama's home, let's do that maybe we would find the original birth certificate somewhere. Let's do that. Let's raid Hillary's home. Let's raid Schumer's home. Who knows what they're hiding because they don't even have to hide it. They probably have the contraband and the indicting information laid out on the buffet table because they know they're never going to get raided. But Trump's got a safe and they bust that open. Quick review, Banana Republic, two requirements, stolen elections, and to keep things stolen like Cuba and Venezuela, now you have to weaponize every agency to have a full-scale assault and and intended slaughter against all of your political opponents so that you can keep the stolen goods. Now, how would I have responded? I would have responded very differently. 
I'm going to share with you a bit of my flesh. No, 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 no. This is safe for children. Don't worry. But this is what I would have done. And it would probably have been the wrong thing. But maybe not. At some point, does not a state rightfully have the right to challenge illegal and abusive authority exercised by a federal agency? You see, they don't have the authority to exceed their authority. But if they exceed their authority, who's there to stop them but a state? You can't have a court come in and undo the raid on Mar-a-Lago any more than the raid that they did where they confiscated a congressman's cell phone the other day. You know, you lay off employees, they get two weeks' notice. Trump didn't get two weeks' notice for the raid. And what are they taking? Menus, birthday menus, table napkins. They're looking for anything and everything to try to make sure that he does not, uh, like the Phoenix, rise up out of the ashes and come back and slaughter them politically and every way possible other than by death, hacking their budgets, undoing them, fire them. So there's a huge house glut in Northern Virginia and the Washington, D.C. area because the federal government has been cut in half because you don't longer have all the lemmings and lackeys working for an expanding, obtrusive, invasive, intimidating, unconstitutional-acting federal government. So, would it have been right, I'll pose it as a question, would it have been right to combat the illegal use of federal power from a corrupted FBI? Would it have been an illegal use of power for Ron DeSantis to call up the National Guard and have about a 1,000 of them surround Mar-a-Lago. Now, you saw the picture of the FBI guy holding his M-16 or his AR-15. It's probably M-16. Remember those, those guns that all the Democrats want to make illegal because they are assault weapons? Well, who's the FBI guy going to assault? Huh? Good question. He's got, they'll say, well, it's there for for defense. Why are the weapons for you, FBI, only for defense? But if we hold them, they're only for assault. He's standing out there with a bulletproof limos, holding that with his flak jacket on. DeSantis calls up 1,000 National Guard, totally surround Mar-a-Lago, and the order goes out. That not only does the agent sitting in the uh, standing guard in the front need to lay that weapon down immediately, imme- as in right now, Prano, but everyone inside Mar-a-Lago needs to exit within 30 minutes, or the National Guard is going to go in and retake the rightful property of the former president. And. Here's the other thing. I got this actually from Scripture, though the example in Scripture was used a little bit differently where the the bad guys cut off the, the lower half of the pants of the Hebrew guys and shaved their beards, and, and, and David was bothered by that, but, it, but, it's, but it's a basis of an idea. They all must come out within 30 minutes stripped down to their boxers. And, well, if there's a female agent in there, then... You know, she gets two pieces of underwear. But they all come out in their boxers. 
Call this the real boxer rebellion, if you know about that. So they come out there in their boxers. Why? Because if they're only wearing their boxers, the point is not to shame them, although they'd be greatly embarrassed. The point is not to shame them, but is to make sure, first of all, they are not carrying anything that they had acquired or obtained inside the house. In no way, shape, or form are they bringing it out, stuffed in their pants or their shirt or what have you. No. It all has to stay. And you know what else has to stay? Any sort of weapon or device that they might carry on their person that's beyond a gun that we wouldn't even necessarily know about that might be usable under the situation. So a 1,000 National Guard facing 10, 20, 40, 50 agents standing there in their underwear, then they are taken to some facility, not in their own vehicles, where they are detained until Trump can go back in and reacquire his rightful property at the protection of the National Guard. Now, that's what I would have done. You say, well, that's not right. Rise up against federal power. You don't have the authority to exceed your authority, federal government. And does a state government have the right and authority to properly use its authority in the defense of citizens' homes being attacked by an invasive federal government? Read the Second Amendment. It's there to protect the states against an invasive federal government. So, that's what I would have done. Maybe a bad idea. Maybe that's why I'm not governor of Florida. For one reason. Now, I want to say that the the uh, hypocrisy here of the left is palpable. And it actually leads to another example coming out of 1 Samuel 8, where with the, you know what, I'm, I'm going to back up. Like um, Tim Allen says in, uh, I don't know, Last Man Standing, whoa, no, it's home improvement, whoa, 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 back the truck up. In other words, let's go backwards. i got to go back to something else here before I get to my next paradigm from the Old Testament as it relates to this administration, and that is the hypocrisy of the left, is simply incredible. We know that. And interestingly, Jesus would hate the left, but he also hates hypocrites on the right. And there's increasingly more Republican hypocrites, ones that are gutless, feckless, cojones, no cojones, eunuchs, and Brooks Brothers suits. And I only apologize to Brooks Brothers because they have no control over which of their suits turns up empty. So, what next? What would we draw from Jesus' teaching about hypocrites that could be applied here? Now, Jesus did a bunch of name-calling, as I mentioned a few weeks ago. You whitewashed sepulchers. He said that, right? Name-calling, but that was true. You brood of vipers. Well, that was true. Herod, you fox. Well, that was true. Woe unto you, hypocrites. I think Matthew, one of the chapters he uses nine or ten times. And of all the people on the earth, take your tax collectors, your prostitutes, take anything and everything. Child molesters and hypocrites sit at the top of what Jesus hates. He he ridiculed the hypocrites more than, not hypocrite, he, um, he attacked them rightfully more than any subset of society. And among those who did not 
share religious beliefs. Those who would abuse children, you know the passage, better to have millstone be tied around your neck than be cast in the sea, than to lead one of these little ones astray. But the fact of the matter is they do connect because the ones who were leading the little ones astray were, in that context, mostly hypocrites. What does Jesus say about those who will travel the world to make one proselytite of the Pharisees and in so doing turn that child into twice the child of hell that they are? The hypocrites who know what is right and wrong, but not only do they not do it, but they take pleasure in others that commit and do their evil. Well, more on this when we come back, because there is so much to cover here yet. And then we're going to get on to the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Don't go away. Rob Walter. Rob Walter. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to The Robin Walter Show, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or go to robinwalter.net and use PayPal. That's The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358, or robinwalter.net and use PayPal. Thank you. We are back. The Robin Walters Show. God bless you all. I appreciate the listeners that we have and the support you provide. I love that song. Arthur Conley, Sweet Soul Music, Atco Records. I've got the original from 1960-whatever. I got a great collection of 45s. And you know, I think this is only the third time I've used that song. But I can't sit still in my seat while I'm doing this program when I hear that. I mean, I just want to get up and start moving and jumping around. I got the, I got the same moves. I mean, they would embarrass me terribly. But I got the same moves as I did eons ago, decades ago. And I was voted best dancer in high school. But truth be known, out of a family of nine, and there is one sister... And the rest of us slugs, we, and we've got one bathroom for the children. Truth be known, I learned all of my best moves in the hallway waiting for the bathroom. Jumping around, doing this or that, till my sister got done. As and my brother ahead of me got voted best dancer. We all learned our moves in the hallway waiting for our sister and then when she was out, then four of us would go in there, and one on the throne, one on the sink, one in the shower, one in the tub. Okay, I guess you get the idea. I've, I beat that to death. But I love the song. Anyway, 
So the left's hypocrisy. I want this is so glaring. So what happens when the police arrest somebody? What are the what are the presumptions that are rampant on the left? When a, if a white cop arrests a black guy, there's the assumption it's racist. They just presume it, and they presume that the cop is wrong, and that the person who's arrested is innocent. Now, I will concede easily because it's correct, it's constitutional that we are to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. Right? Right. Innocent until proven guilty. And that is fine. But the left takes it much, much further than that. When a white cop arrests a black man, but expanded to when a black cop arrests a black man, but further expanded to when any cop arrests anybody these days, the left assumes not just that the arrestee is innocent until proven guilty, which is fine. They take it further that the cop is presumptively wrong and that the arrested party is presumptively innocent. Now, it's okay to presume the innocence until proven guilty, but to assume that the arrest was wrongful is not what that standard is about because it implies that all the crops, cops are crooked to impugn their character, their intent. But that's the left because they love anarchy. They love chaos. They're kind of other devil. Uh, they're the issue of the devil, so to speak. They like chaos. They want to destroy this country. But what is the case with Donald Trump? What is the left saying here? There's no presumption of innocence for Donald Trump. There is no presumption of wrongdoing by the FBI, but this is from the mainstream media. No. They are saying, well, they wouldn't have raided Donald Trump's home if there hadn't been something that he did wrong that we're looking for. No, we're back to Banana Republic point two. But that's their assumption. Their assumption is that now the civil authorities must be right because they never would have gone after him if he didn't do something wrong. So Donald Trump gets a different standard. He's presumed guilty until proven innocent. Well, let's flip that back the other way. Let's just assume that every person who's arrested is also guilty. You see the hypocrisy? It is so blatant. It's so egregious. Let's just go raid Barack Obama's home. Maybe we'll find the original birth certificate. Let's just assume he's guilty. No, they wouldn't do that. And in fact, corporations, the wokester, smokester corporations, how many of them, if the FBI today just decided to raid Barack Obama's home or Biden's personal residence, for that matter, why not raid his personal residence in Delaware? They would be coming out screaming for social justice, blah, 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 crapola justice, whatever they want to call it. It's because their boy and their boys, whether it's Obama, Biden, Hillary, whoever, their girls, they got arrested. The ones they like, the authorities took action against them, and it's patently and presumptively wrong 
for the authorities to go after their buddies. Those corporations would be screaming. Academia would be screaming. Hollywood would be screaming. But what do you get from the corporations with this raid on Trump? From academia? From Hollywood? I'll tell you what you get. Crickets. Not jack squat crap diddly out of them. They are such hypocrites because they're getting what they want. And that is, well, they think they're getting what they want. And that is a president to be disqualified from running again, which all only shows just how much the left dreads this man. Oh, my gosh. If they are going to this extent, they have got to be really, really scared. They are afraid of getting caught with their pants down if he returns. And with the pants down, I mean, there's not even any boxers on these guys. They're going to get caught if he comes back and if he hacks away, like I said, cut the budgets of the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS by 50, 60 percent, get down to the bare bones, send them packing, financial spanking. They are so afraid that they're going over the edge to try to make sure upon making sure upon making sure that he is somehow disqualified. And their degree of fear as it increases only ramps up their behavior to try to make sure he doesn't return, which only ramps up their consequences if he does return, which only ramps up their further fear. They're in a death spiral. I mean, I hope it's a death spiral. I hope they're not successful because if these elections get rigged in any way, shape, or form, then we're done. We simply are over. We've reached a point of no return, and Ron DeSantis should have called in the National Guard at that point around his, around his home. But for anybody else, good governors need to start calling out the Guard against federal abusive, intrusive ab- uh, uh, power wheel- being wielded far beyond anything contemplated in the Constitution or the culture and customs of this country going back 250 years. Because what happened to Trump has never been done before. So what I hope is that, as Joseph said about his being thrown into the pit, being sold to the Ishmaelites, ending up in prison in Egypt, you guys all meant it for evil. You Democrats, you meant it for evil. But God uses it for good. So I have heard, and this is pretty amazing, you got some feckless Republicans who do not have the cojones to say Jack, and you got Mario Cuomo coming out and lambasting the FBI in defense of Trump? My goodness. If he's doing it openly, there have got to be a bunch of independents and a few Democrats who are saying it to themselves and within their private circles that this president has got to go. When are we 
going to have our homes invaded by this communazi government. It's a new term. It just came to me. People think there's a difference between communists and Nazis. They try to make a distinction. Oh, well, the Nazis, they let some people stay in business. The communists own all the business. No, wait a second. When the elections are rigged and when you hold the political power to kill anybody whenever, wherever you want to be able to stay in power, you're just a banana Republican, whatever you're Technically, a communist or a Nazi is irrelevant. You're communazis. That's, and if there's any difference, the worst of each are going to manifest in this party in power. So I can only hope that what the enemies intended for evil with these Democrats, God will use for good. And Donald Trump humbled humbled by this experience, will return to authority. We need Ron DeSantis as a governor. He can be in power till 2027. I think he needs to stay there if this does for Trump what I think it does. Because DeSantis is being attacked, but he's not being attacked like Trump is being attacked. And when you start raiding people's sense a home, There are others who might not like him who are finally starting to get the feeling of injustice and the the sheer dread of what could lie ahead when you have federal agencies run amok, drunk on demonic political power, feeling that they can do no wrong because there's no one there to stop them. Everything a court does, well... Almost everything a court does is after the fact. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have raided the home. You shouldn't have stole the election. Would you? Well, yeah. Well, to do something in the future. Right. Well, doing something in the future requires laws to be passed, which can't be passed when Democrats are in control. Now, I said I would come back to First Samuel to make another point, and that is that past is prologue. The paradigms of the Old Testament, they just blow me away. I mean, it's so cool. I love Scripture because it's like reading today's news. So if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 8, you read about the kind of king that Saul would be. Now keep in mind, Saul is already as a type of a Democrat here. But Samuel warns the people what kind of of king you have selected. What kind of man have you elected as president if, in fact, he really was elected, which he wasn't, but with the help of theft, bribery, and corruption, he's in office, but still he legitimately got, even if stolen, he must have legitimately got 45, 48, 47% of the vote. This is what you've selected, Israel. This is what you've selected, United States. This is the king you seem to want. And listen to what he describes here. And now we're going to relate it to the so-called Inflation Reduction Bill, which doesn't do anything about inflation. We know that. doesn't reduce. In fact, Joe Biden didn't know what was in it. He said the other day, he said, he said, uh, uh, he's quoting, he said, well, it 
covers health care and God knows what else. He doesn't know what's in it. And there's nothing about inflation reduction in it, which hopefully we can get to, but maybe that's next week. All the things that are going to go up in price as a result of the Democrats' inflation reduction bill, but which, i got to fit this in, I'm digressing, but which, if you think that the chronology of events here is by accident with respect to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, it is not. It is not accidental, the chronology of events. Now, I haven't heard any conservative pundits say this, though maybe they have. But do you think that this budget-busting takeover 87,000 IRS agents who can bust the chops of the little people, do you think that that bill would have passed if Mar-a-Lago raid occurred a day or two earlier? No way, Jose. It would not have happened. They could not have passed. I guarantee you that bill would not have passed or would not have passed as constructed if the raid on Mar-a-Lago happened the day before. But what happened? No, that raid did not occur until the day after the bill passed. As soon as a stinking piece of crapola bill passes, called the, the Disingenuous Inflation Reduction Bill, passes, they got their money. They got their agents. It's okay to swoop down on Mar-a-Lago. Folks, this was not accidental. The chronology of events was by design. They got the go signal when that bill passed, and they did it as quickly as they could. As quickly as possible. Inflation reduction bill. Democrats, hypocrites. Do you know, I'm going to get to the first Samuel. I'm coming back to it. But do you know? that if there was a bill called the Child Care and Protection Act of 2022, sounds great, right? Child Protection uh, and Care Act of 2022. But the bill called for, uh, it was a replication of Pharaoh, uh, or I'm sorry, Herod, calling for the execution of all Hebrew male children two years old and younger, like he did, right? But called it the Child Care and Protection Act. But it calls for the execution of two-year-olds and under Hebrew males. There are people in Congress that would vote for it. There are a ton of people in the United States, ignorami by the millions, that would say, well, why wouldn't I want to protect children? I'm I'm limited to only so many characters on my Twitter feed. I can't read about this, so I'm 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 ignorant on purpose. I'm done. I'm maybe apathetic. I'm evil, but whatever. Who wouldn't vote for an inflation reduction bill, even though the bill actually will aggravate, augment, and accelerate inflation? Wild runaway government spending. But who gets it? Who gets all this money being spent? Not you, not I. You see, they Samuel's told the people, this is what you get with a king that you have appointed. He's going to take on captains. He'll have captains over thousands, captains over fifties. And in, he will reap your harvest. He will make his instruments of war. 
and instruments of his chariots. You'll take your daughters to be confectionaries, to be cooks and to be bakers. You'll take your fields. Okay, let's, what, what, let's see what he's doing so far. Everything that Saul will do was an enormous expansion of the size of government. He's going to expand all these areas of government. That's what this bill does. That's what Biden does. That's what, that's what every Democrat-sponsored bill does. But listen to this. He's going to take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, uh, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. He's expanding government, and now he's going to take your goods, your produce. He's going to tax the crap out of you to pay for his servants to do his bidding. And how else is he going to do that? And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. He will take your men servants, your maid servants, your goodliest young men, your asses, and put them to work. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and you shall be his servants. He's going to tax the daylights out of you. He's going to take a portion of what you have. And mind you, how much of a tax increase was this for Israel? Enormous. Because until Saul wanted to blow up as increase, not destroy, the size of government, Israel did not have a tax. He's going to take something of everything you have. He's going to take the best of everything you have. And why? To feed his government servants. You are going to pay for the 87,000 IRS agents. And later on, I am running out of time. When there is a bit of a test of the allegiance of Saul's servants to Saul, who he's now concerned are going to, are going to defect and go to David. What does he say? He said, who is going to provide for you like I've provided for you? Is David going to do this for you? Is David going to lash all these good things and all these tchotchkes on the government servants? I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. Is he, is he Donald Trump after he whacks away at the size of government and doesn't have this tax? Is he going to give you all these freebies? Are you going to be provided for at the great expense of the people like I have provided for you, my servants, when I grew the size of government enormously? So he's trying to woo them over with a promise of free crap. Who does that sound like? Barack Obama started, uh, well, I'm going to give you a free cell phone. That's where he started, free cell phones by the people pushing for registering Democrat voters. This is where we are. This is how serious it is. And I can only hope that God, in fact, is allowing this to happen for the ultimate good. I am not convinced that it is. I only hope that. Because as it was in the days of Manasseh, the worst King Israel ever had, Joe Biden, the worst president the United States has ever had, even though Manasseh was followed two generations down by Josiah, the best king Israel ever had, God said, 
Manasseh did so much wrong. He led the people into so much sin. He shed so much innocent blood. I cannot withhold judgment, notwithstanding the fact that Manasseh changed and we got a better government. Does God say, even though we get back to a Donald Trump or somebody even better than Donald Trump, I cannot withhold the judgment against the United States for all the evil that Barack Obama and Joe Biden has caused upon this country and the shedding of much evil uh, or much a shedding of much innocent blood. Just read the Old Testament, folks, and you're reading today's paper. Ask God to open up your eyes and your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Just like he says to the seven churches in Revelation. For those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, open them up. Hear what the Spirit says. It's there. And you will see that we've never been in a time like this. Do we pull out of it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it looks good, but it doesn't change what I'm going to be doing. Do someday they don't like the fact they do someday they just come and raid my house because they want my collection of 45s? Sounds stupid. But we are traveling where we have never traveled before. That which is evil is being called good. Everything good is being called evil. Everybody in the government is doing that which they think is right in their own eyes and encouraging the people to embark upon and engage in sinful behavior that not just makes God blush. It says, as we talked about last week from Leviticus 18, makes God throw up. We have a problem, but we also have a God that wants to redeem and redeem us. But what does it require? What does it require of us? The same thing is going to require from the book of Micah as of, of Donald Trump. And what? To love mercy? To do justice? And to walk humbly before your God? You see, there are people that can do justice. Justice is what you have to do. You've got to execute some people for certain crimes. You've got to do certain things. You've got to punish people for wrongdoing. But if you loved killing people and loved administering justice, that's the wrong heart. That's why God says to do justice and to love mercy. Mercy is what you want to do. Justice is what you have to do. But even if you can get those two right, and I think Donald Trump has to the best of man's ability as a leader, as a leader to have gotten the first two right, you f then have to get number three right or number one and two go down the drain. You have to walk humbly before your God, before our God. We have to walk humbly. I got to stay out of the flesh. I try, but some of this stuff just pushes me over the edge. Forgive me for that. I'll try to do better. Sometimes I want to love justice and do mercy. But I need to do the justice and love the mercy. And if and when I should ever get that so right, then I have to put a clamp so tight on my pride, it can't leak out anyway, any which way. It can't get loose because I have to walk humbly 
before my God. And maybe God will do things differently than he did with Manasseh. All I know is you and I, we have to sit tall in the saddle because we ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.